good morning. It is awfully good to be with you this morning on this feast day of All Saints Sunday. All Saints Day is officially November the 1st, so the church celebrates All Saints Sunday on the first Sunday in November. So here we are on this beautiful All Saints Sunday. You know, we, we gather as the church, um, some theologians call this the church militant, the church here on earth that is overcoming obstacles and breaking through barriers to bring the good news to the whole world. And Jesus told his disciples that there is nothing that will prohibit, that will stop uh, the church from moving forward in the proclamation of the good news to move forward. Not even the gates of Hades will stop the church in the proclamation of the good news. And today we celebrate with the lives of the saints who have moved from this church militant to the church triumphant and abide eternally with our God and Father in heaven. And that is an amazing thing to think about. And we have tried to, you know, theologians and scholars in the church have tried to get our hands around this and how to, how to talk about it. And we've talked about moving from a, a life of grace here on earth to a life in glory with our Heavenly Father. And, and we can even think about, well, if, 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 we're, if we are with God now on this earth, then we are really thinking about moving from a life from glory to a life in glory. And there's all kinds of ways to think about it. But the good news is this. We gather here in this space at this time knowing that those who have gone before us, who have run their race, who have fought their good fight, that they gather with us and they worship God and Jesus with us today. And we will gather around the table together and celebrate communion and, and give thanks for what Christ has done for us. And while we do that, we know that the heavenly host and that cloud of witnesses, that host and communion of saints gathers with us and celebrates and gives thanks for what God has done, is doing, and will do through Jesus Christ. So it's all an amazing and an awesome privilege to be able to gather today and just think about that. And so as we think about all the saints in our lives and we celebrate uh, the saints who have gone from this congregation and this church militant, this congregation militant, to the, to the congregation triumphant, we think about the, the mothers and the, and the wives, we think about the husbands and the fathers, we think about the sons and the grandmothers and the grandfathers. We think about those who brought us smiles and laughs. And we look at the very best in them. And we see glimpses, revelations of God Almighty and the God's power working in and through their lives to show us a glimpse of the grace and love and power of God. And that's what we celebrate today. Now we read this passage from the Gospel of Luke, and this passage is taken from the, um, 
the teaching on the plain, the sermon on the plain, where Jesus and Luke comes down from the mountain and finds a level place and people gather around him. And there's three different groups of people that are gathering around Jesus. There are his disciples, there's his apostles, and, and the other disciples that have kind of the, the, a larger circle of students have gathered around Jesus to hear what he has to say. And then there are those from the neighboring Galilean lands and towns and villages who have gathered around in, in other areas. And this crowd is growing and growing and growing. And then there's another smaller group there who are dealing with unclean spirits. And they've gathered. They want to hear what Jesus has to say. They want to experience the power of God. They want a glimpse at the grace and love and power of the divine. And so we have these groups gathered around Jesus as he's teaching. And he lays out some wonderful and powerful news. Blessings for those that we do not consider blessed. And then he begins to offer woes from those we have considered blessed. Blessings and woes. And then he closes out with this summation teaching that we should go and do unto others as we would have them do to us. That we should love our enemies and pray for those who want to hurt us. This is difficult. Have you tried to do that? Day in and day out, not just when it's easy, but when you're being hurt? Have you prayed for those who are hurting you? Have you loved those who desire pain for you? It's hard. Left to my own devices, impossible. But by the power of God, revealed in Jesus Christ... All things are possible. Consider for a moment, when we light these candles, when we list and name those saints who have gone before us, all of the good that we have seen in these people, and we lift these saints up. We give thanks for those who have gone before us, who have shown us glimpses of this power that allows us to live as the church, to live as saints. To be able to forgive those who we feel really are unforgivable. To love those who are really unlovable. And to, well, pray for those we had just as soon not pray for. But by the power of God, the power of Christ, we are allowed, invited, and empowered to do just that. And that is the church. The body of Christ living in this world, illuminating dark places, showing light where there is darkness, life where there is death, hope where there is hopelessness, and help where there is helplessness. That's the church. That's the power of the church, empowered by the power of God and Jesus Christ. And that's what we celebrate today when we light these candles and remember these saints who have gone before us. That they showed us in their best what it looks like, what it feels like, what it sounds like. To love, to be graceful and forgiving, to be filled with life and hope.
That's what we celebrate today. You know, when Paul was writing to the church in Ephesus, he wasn't addressing any major problems. There were no schisms or heresies that were rising up. He just wanted to encourage them and to remind them that they are there by the power of God, by the power of Christ. Think about this. Paul visited this church for about three years. He didn't found the church, didn't start the church. But he worshipped with them. He pastored with them for about three years. And now writing from prison, he's writing to say, I encourage you, I give thanks for you, for the power that I see in you, the power of Jesus Christ to be the body of Christ in the world. When Cammie talked about the Joseph Project and, and how the church is feeding hundreds of people every month, that's the church. That's God. That's Jesus Christ. It's the power of Christ working in and through the church. You and me. Us. And for that we give thanks. When Paul is writing this letter to Ephesus, and we're not really sure if it's writing if he was writing to the church in Ephesus or if this was more of a circular letter that would have gone to multiple churches in the area because he doesn't really name Ephesus. He's not really angry or upset. He's not really concerned that they are falling apart like he is in other letters. He just wants to encourage them, to remind them of the power that has brought them together, that has founded them and will stir them and quicken them and lead them to be the body of Christ. To live a life of a follower of Jesus Christ. To live a life of a saint that will reveal God's love in the world. He talks about this notion of power that's being revealed and that it's just kind of, as the more we pray, the more we study, the more we live together as a community, as a family of Christ the more that power grows within us and the more of that, of that knowledge is revealed within us. And, and, I, and as I was thinking about All Saints Sunday, as I was thinking about this sermon today, I, I, for some reason, I drifted off and I started thinking about telescopes. Now, I'm not an astronomer. I'm not any kind of anywhere near a physicist. But I tell you what, telescopes are incredible things. They've been around for about 400 years, just over 400 years. The first patent was in the early 1600s. And then um, Galileo comes up and, and increases the power of that, of that telescope to about 30 times, a magnification of 30. And I was, I was thinking about, well, in my naked eye, I can see there's a moon. Now, I can't see as much of that moon, moon now without my glasses I used to be able to, but thanks to my glasses, I have a little bit more of a magnification, and with, and with, and with binoculars, a little bit more of, of a magnification, and with a telescope, a little bit more of a magnification. And I can see there's a, there's a topography there. There are craters on the moon. And then if you've been following the James Webb Telescope, have you followed these images that are coming back? You can say yes or no. Some say yes, some say no. These, if you haven't seen it, look them up online. They are phenomenal. They are incredible. This, this telescope has been launched out into space. It's huge. And it's sending back images that are millions of light years away. 
We can see texture and, 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 and colors of these gases and light that are coming back that are, that are millions of light years away. I, I, can't, I can't get my head around that. We've moved from talking about distance and magnification and, and feet to miles to now time. Millions of light years away. And it reminds me of what God does for us. That just like this telescope, this web telescope, we, we can find, we can, we can see things being revealed to us that were impossible to the naked eye, just beyond our imagination. But because we have this new instrument, this new power, we can see much further, much deeper, and much clearer the beauty of the universe, of creation. Now think about the power of God that allows us to see deeper, to see more clearer, to see broader, to live deeper and stronger, to burn more brightly because the power of the creating God of all things that we can see with a web telescope and things we can't see with the web telescope. That's the power of God that resides within us, is captured in Jesus Christ and lives within our heart and within this congregation and the church of Jesus Christ. That's the church, militant, moving in the world to show the world, to reveal to the world the beauty of creation the power of God, the love of God that allows us to love those who are unlovable, forgive those who are unforgivable, and pray for those we'd just as soon forget. And it's that same power that brings us together and unifies us to be the church, the body of Christ. It's that same power that gives us glimpses in the lives of the saints who have gone before us to see the love and grace of God in our midst. And for that, we give thanks today.